Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up podcast brought to you by Ready Check Radio. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. This is episode 21. If you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, make sure you click all those socials. Give us a follow on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, make sure you hit those notifies, and a follow on Twitch and Twitter and everything else. And come on over sometime. Join us live with chat here. It's 7 p.m., little after 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on Saturday. So we've got a lot of news. We're going to go through it today. We'll see how well we did on our video game Hall of Fame guesses. We'll talk about Sony and some other companies. Maybe uh, getting some info released that they didn't really plan to have released. And, of course, Resident Evil 8 and so much more. Joining me to talk about all of it, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? I'm just glad you've never seen my redacted documents. Yeah, right? Oof. 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 Frightening. And the man that will probably make the redactions look artistic, Yod, how are you? (laughs) We can make redactions? I mean, you can draw, like, you you got a little black rectangle, draw, make it arty. Do something. Do something. (laughs) Yod, everybody loving the new overlays for the shows, by the way. Excellent, excellent. Good excellent. feedback uh, on all three shows as Very we cool. put Val, the the woman herself, in uh, in all three shows. So great job. Much appreciated. Branding going there. Branding. There it is. <laughs> yes. Branding. That's what, that's what you call that. That's what you call that. All right. So let's start it off, gentlemen, with some just miscellaneous news. These are the things that really didn't fit into a category themselves. And normally I finish shows with miscellaneous news. <laughs> so to shake it up today, I'm going to put it at the beginning of the show because it's my freaking show. So I'll do whatever the hell I want. A few uh, episodes ago, we did talk about 12 different nominees for the World Video Game Hall of Fame. I believe some of us had uh, what we thought would probably make it or what should make it out of that. And I believe, Mr. Jason Winter, that you have gone back in time (laughs) and acquired the answers to see if any of us were correct on any of these. If I could go back in time, I would have bought Dogecoin. There you go. There you go. What's it up to now? What's it up to now? Do we? I don't know. I mean, you can still buy it. It's still going up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's nothing stopping you from buying it. Uh, yeah, except my desire to see the rainforest continue. Yeah, it's at 65, <laughs> 65 cents right now. 65 okay. cents. I yeah, bought it at two bad. cents, so. 65 is not bad. Yeah, when I bought I bought it at two cents, so feeling good, feeling good. Um, So let's go through. Four were picked. The class of 2012, here they are in no particular order. Microsoft Flight Simulator makes the cut, joins the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Mr. Winter, did any of us think that Microsoft Flight Simulator was going to make it? Yes, one of us did. And who might that be? It wasn't you and it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Yod, first one on the board. Yeah. 
Congrats. Now, so my, I, if I remember right, and, and I might not because it's been a while and we all have points to make, I think Jason and I, we were kind of like, yeah, but certainly iconic, right? But not really like Hall of Fame worthy. Yod, what, what pushed this over the finish line for you that you thought this was going to make it? If I remember correctly, I think it was because it, it is still so prevalent today and it was so accurate to actual places. I think, Jason, the thing that, that we gave it points off for was, like, its impact outside of video games because that was a criteria, right? Like, yeah. in, in other avenues of entertainment, movies, books, novels, comics, you know, that type of thing. And we were like, well, this, this does well in the video game-only categories, but not in this particular category. So, Yad, you are off to the lead. One to nothing to nothing. Next up, <laughs> where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Jason, let's go to you for the ruling. We all thought that would make it. All three of us thought that would. That was kind of a no-brainer, though, right? It, yeah, it's kind of a classic game. Yeah, right? I mean, a I classic mean, it, series of games, and then the game show, TV and then shows. the cartoon show, and the character. And the new cartoon little show. A little surprised watching it that I actually did vote yes on it because... You guys are too. You guys are young enough that it was like right in your milieu. I've never actually yeah. seen anything of Carmen Sandiego. I just know it exists. And I know it's a big deal, but I never saw. Mad Martha in chat never heard of that game. To be honest, wow. You, you have Carmen never Sandiego, heard really? of where in the world is Carmen Carmen Sandiego? I mean, there's just dozens and dozens. I mean, Martha's and older than me, of, so there's that. Yeah, but still, there's dozens I, and dozens. Oh, you know Martha. Jason? No, no, I don't know. I don't not personally, but, he's but, but yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Like you, internet, yeah, whatever. Know that. My internet, internet know yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, I, I were watching the cartoon, and of course, there's oh, a new I, cartoon. That's I up. watch the game show all the time with Rockapella mm -hmm. singing the intro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I watch that show all the time. I so wanted to be on that show. <laughs> I wanted to stand on that world map and. Place the sirens on the countries as they name them. Never got my shot. I considered a missed opportunity. Um, also, that's two. So right now it's Yod two, Jason and Mike one. Mm -hmm. uh, what's up next? Uh, Animal Crossing made it. Jason, did any of us pick Animal Crossing? No. However, you were the closest in saying that you thought it would eventually get there. Yeah. I remember saying that I think it should at some point, but I thought that its nomination this year was probably due to the most recent mm -hmm. being so out there as far as sales uh, that I thought it would get there down the line, but not this year. All right, so two to one to one still. That means it all comes down to this one. StarCraft from Blizzard Entertainment makes the Video Game Hall of Fame. Rounding out your four... Microsoft Flight Simulator, StarCraft, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, and Animal Crossing. Jason, what do we got? We all voted yes on this one. Ooh, <laughs> look at us. So, look at us. Mm -hmm. Being all smart. So <laughs> yeah, it should be noted, though. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish that up first. No, you're right. Go ahead. I'll, I'll say we all voted yes on Call of Duty as well. Yeah, and that'll eventually True. get in. That'll yeah, absolutely yeah, get eventually get in. So, Yod, you walk away with the win because of Microsoft Flight oh. Simulator. Mm -hmm. Jason, well, no, oh, wait, hold on. There is a challenge flag on, on the field. Now. There is a Does challenge flag down. Does it count as him down. winning when the rest of He chose one, two, three, four, 
five, six, maybe a seven games to make it. He was yes on seven of them. He should get anti. He should get credit against for the ones he didn't. Pick. Well, I mean, okay, well, hold on. Because you could be yes on I'll, all of them. I'll, I'll I'll hear the challenge, but I need to know then the stats of how many you and I selected to enter. Mm-hmm. I think we're. Uh, I, I think we were a little more discerning than Yacht. I'll give you that. But how much more discerning? So there were a couple that we were kind of iffy on in terms of whether we we didn't really say a straight up yes or no. But I think we kind of. I think we all kind of leaned no on pole position. Yeah. You you said a straight right. solid no. Yacht and I kind of leaned no. Uh, you and Yacht leaned yes on Mattel football. Like asking why is it in there yet? Yeah. You didn't necessarily say yes. It belongs for sure. Yeah. Other than that, like we all did Call of Duty, you both picked Guitar Hero and I didn't. Yeah. Mm. And then Yod picked Yes on Portal. And neither Portal. Of us yeah, did. and I thought you were silly for picking Portal. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to decline the challenge. Yod, you win. Oh. Three to two to two. <laughs> well, you I'm win. All yes I'm going to give time. you 30 seconds to thank your mom and your family. Go. <laughs> Yes, yes. Thank you for everybody that uh, let me play video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Yon, and congratulations to Microsoft Flight Simulator, StarCraft, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, and Animal Crossing on making it to the video game, World Video Game Hall of Fame. Zach saying, my wrist hurts thinking about StarCraft. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. Okay, now this next thing we're going to talk about kind of in the miscellaneous news category still there is a whole other side to this, but I didn't want to do Jason and I on two shows talking about the same thing. Like I try to avoid right. that unless it's really, really big. Okay. And it makes sense to put it on the free to play cast uh, on MMObomb.com, And it makes sense to put it on this show. And I thought this topic did warrant being discussed here, but for two different reasons. So that said, if you want to know my thoughts or Jason's thoughts on the overarching lawsuit between Epic and Apple and what's going on and all the foobar that has happened there, I'm getting a slight echo off of one of you guys, uh, by the way. That might be me. Um, then check out the free-to-play cast that got posted yesterday on MMObomb.com. What we're going to talk about here today are the companies that aren't involved in suing or defending themselves in a lawsuit that are probably a little pissed off right now (laughs) because all kinds of stuff that doesn't directly relate to Epic or Apple has been leaking like a sieve from this damn lawsuit. And Jason, I think of particular ire here is probably Sony. Yeah, although it's one of those cases where they they said you know it's all about it's about, it's about crossplay with uh, for for Fortnite crossplay on the PlayStation Four. Yep. And they said well, we don't want to do crossplay. You know, back when this was first being you know, discussed, because for PlayStation Four is just the best place to play Fortnite. That's what we really truly believe. Mm. And like the, like the, <laughs> like the actual suit, like the whole Epic versus Apple thing, it's just about money. That's all. It's nothing more. Yeah. And one of the principles, nothing. Well, just one money. of the first things that leaked Yad was an email on this topic from mm-hmm. business development on the Unreal Engine in the Americas at Epic Games, John, uh, Joe Kreiner, working with Sony, trying to get Fortnite crossplay back in 2018. Uh, right. And the email states, we love working with PlayStation, and we want this to be a win-win. The longer this drags out, it will be less so. I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want. There's a sentence, right? Yeah. Right? Um, 
that possibility went out, went out the door when Fortnite became the biggest game on PlayStation. <laughs> Here is what I the numbers now. They aren't wrong. Here is mm -hmm. what I propose. One, we give you the data you're asking for, plus the marketing data ask. Two, Epic deeply integrates Sony's eSports API into Unreal Engine 4 as an engine-level feature. We market it, advertise it as a first-class citizen of the engine, maybe an E3 announcement, and we support it in Fortnite. Three, we announce crossplay in conjunction with Sony. Epic goes out of its way to make Sony look like heroes. You get to pick up the when, where, how. Four, Epic brands its E3 presence with PlayStation. We're planning a 100-player celebrity pro-am with a huge after-party. Budgets I've seen are huge, and it will be the biggest event at E3. Maybe we announce with all the celebs on stage. New partnership, plus plus. Five, Epic's willing to explore more items. Maybe we commit to a game at the launch of your next VR platform, question mark. Six, PS Plus. Maybe we do something extra special for a month. Offer a unique character or something highly valuable to drive PS Plus adoption even more. Seven, Epic extends the Sony company-wide Unreal Engine 4 license. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but your license to use UE4 expires in May of 2019. That license has some of the best terms we've ever offered for Unreal 4. Let's make this a huge win for us all. Epic's not changing its mind on the issue, so let's just agree on it now. All right, so a little aggressive in some ways, right? A little aggressive it, in some ways. But when you read God. that, when you read those seven, Yod, I, I, you do have to admit that it looks like Epic is willing to, you know, hey, we want this to well, happen. Okay, okay. We're going to make you look really freaking good. So, so, Just do it. So one through six is like, here, here, here's a nice little present. Isn't it pretty? You should take it. And then number seven is like, and if you don't, here's a knife. Please, you're gonna take it or, or else. I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but your license to UB4 expires in May 19th. It'd be real shame if something would have happened to your license. Right? Right? I mean, that's that's how I read it. It was like one through six is. If your license here's some really off, good stuff. Be real shame if your license fell off yeah, a cliff. Yeah, you you really should take it though, because that that license is coming up due soon. And, I mean, and, but you know, isn't that the way you do it? Like, you know, <laughs> carrot stick, all that, that whole deal, you know? I mean, they, those should be two different emails. This makes them sound rather bipolar, in my opinion. I don't know. I I, I do view... Okay, that one is a little... Hey, you got a really good license. Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> right? Like uh, it's, it's a little mobster there. <laughs> right. But, like, the other six, like... They were really yeah. trying to, you know, kind of like, look, yeah. you can look Here, like the heroes. We don't even care. We just want if, this to happen so badly. We have the biggest thing on your platform. Let's make it happen. And you know what? You guys at Sony can totally walk out of this, Jason, looking like the absolute heroes. We don't care. And Sony yeah. still didn't budge for a while. Because <laughs> you know what none of those six things do? They don't, immediately, them. Put, they don't immediately put money in Sony's yes. pockets. Yes, yes. <laughs> But That's it, what they don't just, do. If it was just those six things, yeah, yeah, it's a really nice email. It's a really sweet deal. That seventh one just it sticks you there, and I, I think someone at Sony just went, you know, yeah. we're not going to bow to that. Well, I'll that tell you exactly what they did. Yeah. Geo Corsi, Sony's senior director of developer relations back at the time, Totally threw the idea out of crossplay, saying that crossplay, a cross-platform play, is not a slam dunk, no matter the size of your title. 
talking about Fortnite. <laughs> As you know, many companies are exploring this idea, and not a single one can explain how cross-console play improves the PlayStation business, to Jason's point, the money, mm -hmm. the business aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Now, that all changed later, right? In 2019... Uh, when uh, Sony went ahead and figured out a way to extract money from the cross-platform <laughs> area. And we have yeah. slides that leaked from here that I'm sure, again, Sony probably isn't happy about, considering that the slides clearly say on them, highly confidential attorney's eyes only. <laughs> like, <laughs> very clearly on them where Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney confirmed at trial that Sony is the only platform holder that requires compensation for crossplay, saying, in certain circumstances, Epic will have to pay additional revenue to Sony. If somebody were primarily playing on PlayStation but paying on iPhone, this might trigger compensation. He also said that Epic had to agree to pay these additional fees to Sony in order to enable cross-play at all. So it came strictly down, Jason, to the cash. Yeah, and I've been in situations like that in 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 my in companies I've worked for where I have great idea, I have ideas. I don't know, they're not great, but I suggest them to our you know the people or whatever, and they're like, yeah, but how do we make money on this immediately? Yeah, but down the road we're going to yeah, but how do we make it now? It's like, yeah. Okay, fine. That seems to be a really good Final Fantasy trading card card. Too bad it doesn't impact the field right now. <laughs> uh, now, they do still have, go. presumably, this is still in effect. And it's not like they just say, hey, here's 10 million and crossplay is enabled. It does have to, there's a mathematical equation that takes the entire player base of a particular game, multiplies it by the fraction of, that are on the PlayStation, and if it doesn't equal ah. this certain amount, then they get this amount of money. So there is, like, some math behind it and everything. But Sony is the only one apparently charging, Ep at least Epic, and I, so I don't really have a reason to believe that anybody else is getting charged. It, it would seem, <laughs> right. if, if you want to do a whole let's extrapolate this out, Yad, wouldn't that lead you to believe that Sony has probably got similar deals with other companies and Microsoft and Nintendo don't? That That's a high probability. And since these uh, documents have come to light, I'm sure those deals will be modified in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Considering other companies are going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, why I just, just, if they're getting that deal, why aren't we getting that deal? Yeah, I just have like a Phil Spencer opened up the news that day and was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Come on. Maybe that could wind up being a stipulation of him getting back in, right? in the Apple Store. Yeah. Well, Tim Sweeney got uh, an email from Phil Spencer and it just said, "Hey, you got a really good battle royale there. Be a shame <laughs> if something happened to it." <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Uh, speaking of Phil and Microsoft, though, on this kind of same topic, we spoke uh, a little while ago, I think it was last week or the week before, where we had uh, Microsoft Store, the, the actual Windows gaming store, decided that on the PC side of things, instead of doing a 70-30 split, that they were going to do an 88-12. And we jokingly said, you know, I wonder where they got that percentage, because that's the Epic Game Store's <laughs> cut. Uh, but we thought that that was a good move. Uh what we didn't know until some more documents ended up getting revealed 
was that Microsoft actually took this a step further too and very, very in-depth, in, in, in an in-depth fashion, considered doing this on the Xbox store too with console gaming. And I'm kind of surprised that they even went down this road. Like, I think the only reason, Jason, they might have even thought about this was, what if Epic wins this case? If they do, what is that? Does that give the Xbox Store any uh, any exposure uh, as a walled garden, and what would happen? So, if we were forced to do eighty-eight twelve, what would that look like? And if it's feasible, maybe we get out ahead and do it now. That's kind of maybe where I see the board's thought process while they're kind of talking through this whole thing. Yes, I mean, I think I wouldn't expect them to do it unless they were forced to, which I think was why it was taken off the table. So, yeah, I, I don't know why they would unless they had to. Or maybe maybe in case if they want to just be consistent with the Microsoft Store, maybe that would be a reason for it as well. Yeah. Right, it could just make accounting easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. I'm, I'm kind of impressed that they did look at it uh, as in-depth as they did uh, because I could almost see a rationale for, you know what, we'll wait to see what happens with that case, and if we have to explore it, we'll have to explore it, but no, right now we're going to take 30%. Now, they did not actually make a change, but slides were revealed showing that they absolutely considered it across all storefronts, not PC. So it's not something that I would put out of the realm of possibility to change in the future. It looks like 8812 doesn't mathematically work for them, but who knows? Maybe 8020 does, right? Or, or you know, 7525, all of which are better than 7030 and provide a little a little competition there. Um, it's probably also because of how closely the uh, the Microsoft Store and the Xbox Store on the PC and on the Xbox are t- kind of tied together because of the whole you can you know you you can play games on both machines with one account type deal. So they might have been yeah. a little worried about how that cross comes oh. into play because yeah, with, with Game the whole Pass. Epic Apple thing, yeah. yeah. Because they're talking about the difference between a phone and a dedicated um, gaming machine and all that stuff. So and they might something be might have been up there where Sony doesn't have to, to worry do about it. that. They might be hesitant to do it because they don't uh, they don't make any money off their Xboxes. Right. Yeah, that was another <laughs> right. thing we found out. Now, if you, by the way, if you didn't know this, that's fine. But most most people that have been in the industry as long as like Jason and I have, most of these companies don't make money on the consoles. Until right. if they do, if they do at all, very, very late in the console's lifespan mm. when they have figured out how to make it cheaper and smaller and sell slimline versions and all that stuff. So this was right. not surprising. But if you didn't know or you just suspected, we did see it confirmed that Xbox has been selling consoles at a loss for a while now. And that is pretty standard at a loss or very, very minimal profits in some cases. Uh, for most of the the console manufacturers, they did then have to. They did want to come out though after that leaked and be like, "We want you to understand the Xbox itself is profitable as a brand, as a <laughs> business. You know, with Game Pass and the games and all. Xbox makes Microsoft money, just not the console itself, not the console <laughs> yeah. itself. Because that leaked. Mine, <laughs> Go ahead. A friend of mine who used to work at a, a Toys R Us told me too that it was it was the same way for them. Like their cost of getting in an Xbox something was. Like two hundred ninety-seven dollars, they sell it for two ninety-nine. Yep, you want so the they traffic. Make a two dollars profit on it. Yeah, the traffic and the sell the games, of course. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Toys R Us. Sell your Toys controllers and those, your memory cards and your your all that jazz. 
Uh, Those days when you could walk into a shop and just look at toys. <laughs> right. A last piece of this whole puzzle, by the way, is that two new lawsuits have sprung up in the wake of mm. Epic and Apple in court over a, a walled garden monopoly. Uh, and that is a claim against Sony for the same thing, uh, which Jason, you and I have speculated for a long time that these were just going to be coming. If Epic and Apple even went to court, let alone who won, if it made it to court, we were going to see some of these other companies dragged into court. And here comes filings against Sony for the same type of thing, being able to monopolize and charge $70 for a digital title. That's the only way to get it when you could go buy it for $30 physically. Uh, also, Humble Bundle going after Valve and the Steam platform for the same kind of monopolistic uh, processes here. That one's a little different because it, they're not, they're, they're also talking about the way they distribute keys being part of the monopoly that it creates. Uh, and I seem to, I agree with you, Jason, that there's probably a less likelihood uh, of Humble winning against Steam than uh, the claimants against Sony or Epic against Apple. Yeah, just because of the fact that PC has a lot of different ways to get games. And sure, if, you, if the keys are the issue, then you just do something different from that instead of doing yeah that. So It's certainly an interesting time to be a gamer. It certainly is. Um, and at court, all we can suggest is at least learn how to work the damn conference call because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That that was the first thing that that hit me when when uh, when I posted up on the Discord was the whole conference call thing where all the fans were in the same conference call and, they and could were speak. able to be heard. Yeah, yeah, and were able to be heard, including I will suck you all to put Fortnite back on <laughs> <Right>. my phone. <laughs> right. The the other thing was you the, stay classy, internet. <laughs> right. The other thing was the direct quotes from the uh, the Epic CEO, which. Okay, I mean that that's that's what that's what uh that's what I was that's what got me on uh, um was when I was talking on Discord was that the the CEO basically said that the deal they got from Apple is the standard deal, they just wanted it better. They know it's oh, yeah. a standard deal. Yeah, it's I mean, nothing it's unfair. Money. Yeah. They, they just want a better deal. Yeah. They want it to you, be a You go into a, press a and unicorn. try to be altruistic in the press, but it's about $2 billion yeah. companies fighting over millions. Right. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they, they, they just want it to be the special unicorn. And, well, Apple doesn't treat anybody like a special unicorn. That's why you can't customize your right. iPhone. Right. Everybody's the same. Yep, 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 yep. All right, let's talk about some new titles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll finish the miscellaneous news and let's talk about some new titles. So first off, this week, this one was kind of like came out of freaking nowhere, by the way. Uh, Ubisoft was went out and was doing a little dev blog post thing about uh, The Division. Okay, cool. I like The Division, you know, eight months after it came out because it was rough yeah. at the beginning. I liked, it was okay. I, I liked Division 2, you know, about six months after it came out because they did learn some <laughs> lessons, so it took less time to <laughs> fix that one. <laughs> Uh, but I so I do like the Division series quite a bit, and so Ubisoft putting out an update on the Division universe. At first, when we saw it and it came out of nowhere, and I saw the headline, I was like, "Oh shit, it's going away!" Like <laughs> the headline is just stop doing yeah, the headline is just an update on the Tom Clancy's The Division universe, and I'm like, "Well, shit, that's a closing notice. I've seen enough of those." Because yeah, <laughs> you know it's not going to be the Division. 
It's not going to be the Division Three because nobody makes their third games. Well, that it's nowhere <laughs> near Division Three time anyway. But uh, no, surprisingly, no, it was the other way. Like they went on and were talking about new content for Division Two coming. There, you know, there's still another expansion after Warlords of New York that we're supposed to get for that, which I actually haven't played a lot of any of the Warlord stuff actually. Um, a Division mobile game, a Division novel, which that one's kind of weird. You know, Tom's been yeah. dead a while. Um, the and a Netflix film, which I'm like, that's cool. What's that? Yeah, yeah, he died. Is a while he ago. Tom Clancy? Yeah, Clancy. Oh, wow, really? Oh yeah. Clancy died a while ago. Yeah, he's ah, 2013. He's, yeah, he's you long know, he dead. Almost bought, he almost bought the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's long dead. The the movie thing is interesting to me because there there it is, is a too. short film. There, there is yep. a short film for Division One, I think, that came out. I always thought that back. when Division One came out, I was like, "This is a fantastic premise for a movie. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. a fantastic premise. Like, yeah, it's the, not it's not groundbreaking. There's like slight, almost Division esque movies, but I'd love to see the Division done as a movie. Yeah, a pandemic right. that spreads by by virus stuff on on, on money. money. Boy, that's what a what a what an interesting idea. Yeah, <laughs> might not be. I always thought it would make a good movie. I didn't. I just literally said it wasn't a groundbreaking idea, and then you're going to give me. <laughs> Shit I'd say, like that. I'd say I'd rather have the movie than the real life version. Where's my mute host uh, two button? You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but we did get also an additional announcement about the Division Heartland, which is a free-to-play game in the Division universe in development at Red Storm Studio. Having worked on Tom Clancy games since 1997, its extensive experience across numerous genres and game, most recently The Division and The Division 2, makes Red Storm a perfect fit for this project. Heartland is a standalone game that doesn't require previous experience with the series, but will provide an all-new perspective on the universe in a new setting. The game will be made available in 2021, 22 on PC, consoles, and cloud, and you can sign up for beta here. What are we getting here, Jason? Now, that is all we know right now. I can't imagine it's a looter shooter because they probably still want to sell Division 1 and 2. So what are we getting? It's a card game. Uh, no, no, no. No. It's a battle royale. Yeah, it has to be, right? It has to be. I, I could imagine maybe a tactical setup. What, like a squad-based like hero thing? Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then but they have Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, but it's not in the Division universe. I mean, I can see that possibly, because I think Siege Siege is a different kind of thing. It is its own like attack defend thing, or something that was more like a basic control point deal or whatever would be different. Mad, Mad Martha where, where saying turn based is my guess. I don't know. I think yeah, yeah. I think they have to have seen how kind bad of, kind of... Rogue Atlas uh, went. <laughs> nobody, nobody saw. Nobody saw Atlas Rogue <laughs> or Atlas whatever the hell. Yeah, Atlas Rogue. Does, does that have any the, players? Let me just see. I Atlas. No, I, I think it's got to be a battle royale, which is unfortunate. There are three people playing Atlas Rogues right One now. One of them's Troy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, so I, I'm all for division stuff. But if it's a battle royale, you know, uh, I'll cover it where we have to, Jason, and move on. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a squad-based thing. I I where, would be where, where I, I would be really surprised because then you're creating competition to your own Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm sitting there waiting for. But, that's gonna be any day now that Rainbow Six Siege goes free to play. Uh, as far as like some the, uh... some portion of the 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 initial box, right? Um, not but, that but that's, that game is failing. Already. It's doing very well. 
Squad, then, yeah. then they have the engine, but then they have the engine built array, and they just need to skin new characters onto it. Yeah, well, you know, that's not exactly out of the realm of possibility for Ubisoft either. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, it's about money on the table. Money on the table. <laughs> Turn-based stuff has its fans in, uh, both in and out of the industry. I'll die on this hill. No, you're right. It I, does. I, I agree with you. I, yeah. I agree with you there. I like turn-based too, but... I just I, don't think it fits the division. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean maybe... like, like I said, didn't, didn't Gears have something like that come out where it's like a group of Yeah, wasn't it Gears of War Tactics or something like that? Something like that, yeah. I, I, I'm imagining something like that where it's a bunch of characters, that, uh, a squad of characters that you control and you move them into place and then you let them do their thing. And yeah. then, you you know, the, 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 uh, the buy-in, because, you know, all free-to-plays have something you buy, is different characters. Look at Zack coming, like, all silver cloud positivity or they'll surprise us and it's basically a division <laughs> three just reusing assets and free to play oh i'd say that's not a zero percent chance but it's pretty close it's pretty slim we'll yeah, see. all right so let's slim. let's jot these down by the way jason uh, martha says turn-based <laughs> and zach says division three-esque big boy glitch <laughs> says survival with dinosaurs <laughs> The Ark vision. Yeah, Ubisoft was like, that Ark game's doing pretty well. <laughs> zombies. Nice zombies. I'd like a nice burger. Speaking of zombies, the other new title, yes. Yes. Resident Evil 8, came out yesterday. Yep. The initial reviews are in. I streamed it yesterday. Uh, I did you my know. World of Warcraft streaming until like 10.30 uh, when we finished Raid, and I was going to hop into 8 for a little bit, and I ended up streaming till 2 in the morning. <laughs> Um, yeah, technically, it's not Resident Evil 8. It yeah, it's Resident, Resident Evil Village. Village. And they don't like it being called 8, by the way, uh, even, even though they though did the color art cramped, on the V-I-I-I, yeah. just like they did they for They crammed 7. that in there. But anyway, mm -hmm. Village. Village. I have not been stepped on by a nine-and-a-half-foot-tall woman yet, <laughs> so if you're of that you know, fandom, uh, it has not happened yet. I mean, we have met her and interacted with her and stuff like that. So. Okay. Uh, before I start like with any initial thoughts that I have, based on stuff you guys have watched, based on the initial reviews, which are generally pretty positive, uh, I've seen them go in weird directions, though. Like One said, hey, it's not scary at all, and it's actually more action-y, like RE4, and that's all a good thing. Then you flip to another one, and these are like marquee pages, right? Not jimsreviews.com mm -hmm. or anything. And, and they're like, "What? You, this is the most intense, scary Resident Evil I've played in a while. So opinions all over the board but when you get down to the scores generally doing pretty well generally doing well across the board with critics what did you guys think with what you've seen so far taking a look at the reviews some people's first looks whatever what do you what do you got jason it's something i haven't done in 24 years play a Ooh. resident evil game yes <laughs> i went ahead and grabbed the demo played around with that died in 20 minutes uh but boy it's pretty it's, and it probably is very it, pretty. It is very pretty, and I saw one of the reviews was talking about how well it holds up, like technologically, or uh, how how good the tech was running on his computer and so on. And yeah, I thought it was really nice looking, and I liked the ambience of it. I played played a little in the village when the stuff was moving around in the fields, and I like crap. Okay, where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So definitely had a good feeling to it, just in the short time that I did play. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my my impressions. Uh, as far as like Metacritics, we're seeing most of the platforms come in at like 85 on the critic side of stuff. 
uh, whether your PC, PS5, PS4, whatever platform, it's it's generally around 85, 86. And the users, depending on platform, that's got a little more variety, probably because of you know certain platforms having more of an audience to actually review things. Uh, that's been seeming to range from like an 8.5 to a 9.3 as well. Yad, what are you thinking as you're watching some of the initial stuff come in and watching gameplay? All right, I hit the uh, the videos for the big three, um, GameStop, GameSpot, Game Informer, and um, IGN. Ready Check Radio. That's IGN. Ready Check Radio. Yeah, <laughs> right, Ready Check Radio. <laughs> yeah. GameSpot, Game Informer, Ready Check Radio. I watched some of the individual people, reviewers, and I, I talked to one of my friends who is a big Resident Evil fan. He, he got the collector's editions for the past three games and all that stuff with statues. Um, most of yeah, most of them are generally positive overall. Um, it a, a lot of it seems like it, the sporadic reviewing um, stems from depending on which area of the game you're in. I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Mike, because I don't know how far you went into that, how far you went into the game. Um. But apparently, the different areas of the game, they develop them to be different play styles. So with the big lady, you know, you're creeping around, you're not shooting that much. Like, uh, in the village, you know, there's there's things to shoot, and some of them are jump scares, some of them are creepy. It, it just, the the vibe will change, depending on where you are. Yeah, and, oh. and in the stream last night, we definitely saw that. I uh, completed the initial village portion. I mean, obviously, we're going to come back there because there were some buildings you just can't get in yet. Um, right. Uh, where we've And I've done some of the initial stuff in the castle. Uh, I've killed the first of the three daughters. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're a few hours in on, on my side. Right. Um, my, my friend has finished it past the first section of the game, what, what you would call the first big boss of the game. Okay, so so have I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be the Wait. first daughter. No. No, it's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, she's right. definitely the first boss of the game. I mean, that is a boss fight. A big, so. a big boss. Okay. First okay. big boss of the game. Okay. Um, and, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to keep coming back to the village. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, so... It's it's according to him. If you like Resident Evil, you're gonna love the game. If you're if you're if you're not a Resident Evil fan, it's still something to look into. Maybe when it's cheaper. And that that seems mm -hmm. to be what a lot of the the individual reviewers I watched um, said as well. Uh, apparently, right now there's a little bit on PC. There's a little bit of a frame rate drop when one of the critters gets a hold of you. I think it's the werewolves when they get oh, a hold lichens. of you. Yeah, the lichens. Yeah, lichens. When, when they start getting a hold of you, there's a quite a bit of frame rate drop that shouldn't be happening because apparently the system he was playing on is like you know top notch or whatever, according to him. I don't remember what the reviewer's name is right now because I watched so many of them to prepare for this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the only issue that I've I heard of throughout all the reviews I watched and talking to people. I'm loving it. And I'm a Resident Evil fanboy to begin mm. with. So, you know, obviously yeah. I'm probably going to have a little bias going into this type of review because I'm, you know, I'm not writing for IGN where I mm. remove that bias. Nope. Uh, when, <laughs> when we come in and take talk about this, I'm going to bring my bias to it. 
Uh, oh, yeah, even I'm actually, IGN said it was an amazing game. Yeah, I'm so. very, very much enjoying it. Uh, it is different from the Resident Evil. I, you know, these these things are strong. <laughs> like on <laughs> on standard difficulty, the they hand you a handgun that has I think 12, 15 bullets yeah. in it when you first get it, and the first mm-hmm. thing took 12 to down like and I that was that, with yeah. like three yeah. headshots in there too mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's definitely a bit different on that front i love it the puzzles i i haven't come across a ton yet but they're not um if they stay that, on par with yeah. where they are right now i'm gonna be a little disappointed on the puzzles that, that was a comment i heard is the puzzles aren't very yeah intense yeah but that's probably so that it, you don't get pulled out of the fast-paced action as much because uh, one one of the other comparisons was I think it was they said they took they took four and seven and merged them. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's, that's a good that's a good uh, analogy. Go ahead, Jason. Speaking of fast paced action, that that's something I've seen all the reviews I've read. Like I've read, read like three reviews. They also the first half of the game is good and it's creepy, and then after that you're just you're just uh, a walking armory. You pull everything away. <laughs> right. So, that, so, that, that's so, something we'll see. I'm gonna play like while this so uploads to YouTube. Uh, speaking, while Torchwick is streaming. Speak, speaking of the uh, the headshot thing, I heard there's some mods going on. There are. <laughs> there are. There definitely like are. Yeah. Take a look at this one. Take a look at this I one. I love mods. Now, obviously, this is on PC. This one coming from Marcos R C R E. This is a segment. We did this segment last night in the game, so this is like right after you've gotten into the castle. Uh, modding oh my God, those dinosaurs. Yes, <laughs> there's those no, dinosaurs. Why, why this one, both the wife and I had the same op- opinion: is that if you have this mod on, should the hitbox with a head not be much larger? <laughs> right. <laughs> and shouldn't he take more damage to the head? I love that you can still see their weapons in this mod. Right. <laughs> that it's they're still swinging away. So yeah, uh, if you want to fight Barney, you can absolutely do that. That's uh, so terrifying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I-, I thought that one was just yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a little creepy. Uh, how about this? Whoops. Let me get the. Let's do the picture first. <laughs> this is with Lady D with the <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine Uh-oh. face. This is from Crazy Potato over on Nexus Mods. Why does every video game have to get a Thomas the Tank Engine mod? Because you have to. We saw it's a law. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a law. law. It, was, it was another Resident Evil game. I remember it's it, was, a law. it was like the, you the Butcher to. or whatever he was. You I remember to. that. You have to. It's a law. <laughs> then you have uh, this one. This is the Thomas one here in action, if you want to see this. Now, I can't play this, but there is creepy music playing. That right. is a very slowed down version of the Thomas the Tank Engine television show theme song here in the United States. So, obviously, I can't play it. Uh, we got right. co- we got <laughs> we got um, copyright claimed on our our uh, relic grind where we did the did music we? comparisons uh, with <laughs> Bell uh, and Wonderworld uh, and Ghostbusters. So, uh, not a strike, just uh, a claim. And it was like, yeah, you can have the no revenue I'm making. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so here, this is great. You have to check this out uh, with sound. It's Crazy Potato sure. over at Nexus Mods. It's creepy as all hell. Creepy as all hell. Yeah, the the, the Thomas head was rather creepy. It's fantastic. Especially since from, from, I mean, it was a little dark, so I couldn't quite tell if it was or not. But I think 
the head is constantly looking at you, even yeah. if her po- body's turned the other way. Yep. <laughs> fantastic. It's fantastic. So I was like, oh my god, what the heck? They have to do something to make you look at her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? If her, if her front is turned away from you, you're staring at her butt. You're uh, like butt height. Finishing up with new games that were announced, Lost Judgment is getting a worldwide re- worldwide release this September. This might be a little more obscure for some of you. I don't know if either of you actually knew this uh, about this series or played this series. Uh, so, But I, I, I have, so I put it here. Um, this is a direct sequel to uh, RGG's studio, Studios 2018 title. So if you're looking for some mystery, some uh, you know crossover stuff with like or, or the feeling of Yakuza, and, but solving a murder mystery, and the prime suspect has an alibi. So how do you solve this crime? If you play Judgment, yeah, then uh, great. Here you go. Worldwide release in September. If you haven't, or have you no idea what I'm talking about? If you even remotely like Yakuza or like, you know, mystery novels, movies, or, you know, mystery games, I highly suggest you check out Judgment and then take a look at Judgment 2 here. Mad Martha must be a Judgment fan, says it's looking good. I think it looks fantastic, too. And it is only four months away. It was very cool to get the announcement that there was going to be a global release and that it was in September. Uh, all on Judgment Day. <laughs> uh, I'm a yeah. huge fan. I can't wait for this. Jason, was, are, have you ever played Judgment? Or I know you're not into the the Yakuza series. Yakuza. I had never series. heard of this the series until I, I read the thing today. Really, really. Yeah. Have have so, have we peaked interest, or is it just not your thing? Yeah, it looks kind of interesting. I wish they showed actual gameplay in addition to all the cutscenes, but. I'd like to know what I'll be doing, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I think it looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's going to have the action combat of Yakuza, so you got that. All the takedowns and all the different fighting styles and stuff. Sandbox environment, so, you know, open world. September 24th, and it's going to be for all everything, basically. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox X and S, Xbox One. No PC version, though, Yod. At least not mm-hmm. announced as part of this release. Okay. So, funny thing is, like, the day before you sent us the show notes, this popped up on my uh, YouTube feed. I'm like, what's this? This looks interesting. And I watched the trailer, and I was floored by the graphics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The, the realism and the style, yet it's not so real that you get that uncanny valley feeling to it. Yeah, and if you've played the Yakuza series at all, the, mm-hmm. it, you're while you're not seeing gameplay here, this is the in-game look, too. Yeah. Like, the, this yeah. is not pre-rendered sure. video cutscene. This is in-engine stuff, so you're right. fine on that front. If you think this looked good, you're going to like the look of the game, too. Yeah, and, and then, of course, you know, you, you sent the show notes. I'm like, oh, hey, so we're talking about it anyways. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it guys look a little over amazing. the top, a little weird, though, so whereas these look a lot more, look at the courtroom scene, like, they look a lot yeah, more court, normal. Yeah. yeah, the courtroom scene was what really got me, because, like, they look so dead on for real people. Yep. Like, all right. Wow. Gentlemen, it's about that time. We're getting close. We did all the miscellaneous yep. news. We did the mm-hmm. new titles section. Mm-hmm. Let's move to the last section before we head over to the games of the week. <laughs> and this is going to be when video games and baseball collide. And then, no, we're not talking about MLB The Show 21, which is a great game. <laughs> and I still can't hit the ball for shit, but I'm trying. <laughs> 
Um, we're going to talk about real life baseball colliding with video games uh jason what what happened to the oakland athletics what what is this so there's a pitcher named jesus lazardo and he broke his finger was it his finger all right but he's a pitcher right that happens right? yeah you know it happens hairline yeah. fracture in his pinky yeah that, i mean it's a pitcher though that happens yeah you know you, right. you, you play, why, is, you why play are we talking about this we're talking about this because he broke it playing a video game oh Oh, how, how, how does one do that? So apparently it says here that he, the injury was not caused by an angry reaction, so he wasn't raging at, you know, Bullshit. When you have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it says, but so it was a general reaction to something that happened in the game. <laughs> the table broke. I wasn't the... angry and slammed into it or anything, <laughs> but the table broke. He moved his hand to the side and accidentally hit it on a nearby table. But he never clarified the game he was playing, uh, unfortunately. So. Oh, we don't even know a game it was. I, I hope it was no. MLB yeah. 21, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, was trying Fortnite. to find what game it Fortnite. was. Fortnite. Move your hand to the side and hit it on the table. Like, I mean, you can do that, but how forcefully do you have to, if you're holding your yeah, control you to, or whatever, what do you do? You're like, uh, oh, dang it. To fracture. Yeah, hairline pinky, fracture. Finger, yeah. Pinky. yeah. I, I mean, I was I was working out the other day and accidentally slammed my thumb with a weight, and it still works fine. Yeah, but that's lifting weights, too. You expect there to be right you injure yourself with that sort of stuff right yeah. but i mean it was you know it was a mistake it was you know forcefully you know slamming it together and accidentally hitting my thumb with it how no, it, it's not fractured <laughs> how hard do you have to hit first of all good point it could have been a vr game <laughs> maybe yeah maybe he's running the from zombies of a VR he's running game. from zombies yep uh, all right so he says he's moved, he says he's moved the table by the way yeah i bet i bet <laughs> Uh, I bet when, I still wonder what when game a video was. game costs you that much salary, I bet you move mm. that table. He's on the IL, it'll be fine. Uh, on the good side, though, CMU pitcher, not Carnegie Mellon University. If you're thinking Pittsburgh, we're talking about Central Michigan University. Uh, senior right-hander Jordan Patty pitches a perfect game. A perfect game. Well, that, seven innings. That happens, right? That happens. Also has gone on an over one month scoreless streak. Mm. Yeah, impressive. yeah, it is impressive. It is impressive. But why the hell are we talking about it? Well, apparently Jordan was having a lot of problems getting left-handed batters out, and uh, over the summer, quarantining for two weeks after he had contracted COVID nineteen, he had a. A little bit of extra time to go ahead and work on how am I going to pitch to lefties? And so, Jason, he uh, he played MLB The Show. <laughs> and he yeah. noticed that, uh, hey, all these pitchers are throwing a cutter pitch. I don't throw a cutter pitch. I should probably learn that and had time. And the cutter yeah. has now been added to Jordan Patty's roster as the sixth pitch. Also does a two and a four seam fastball, curveball, slider, and a changeup. Pretty deep arsenal there. And uh, coming up in July, made a perfect, perfect game in the last start and uh, extended his scoreless streak to 38 and two thirds innings because he added the cutter to help with dealing with left hand batters, Jason. All because of like, MLB 21. I feel like this is a little, little specious. Oh, it's not like, casting it's doubt. Not, 
It's not. It's not like you learn how to throw a cutter by playing by playing the video baseball game. What is he on the mound? Okay, I gotta press. Gotta press the square button. <laughs> no, no. I. It's I, nice I to see that that it worked in the game, but I don't think that's that big of a comparison. I mean, it, normally these types of games don't extrapolate over. You know, you you don't play Call of Duty and think you're you you can go out and you know be infantry. no and that's he's not claiming you, you that he's just claiming no. hey look at how many pitchers are pitching a cutter right you know right. i that's thought I in my head that was a little more niche pitch but there's a lot of mlb pros in this game throwing a cutter maybe i should learn a cutter actually but you can learn that just by going on like espn stats or something and see oh like 28 percent of pitches are cutters or whatever hey, but, but he might not, not have been he had COVID. you know he was, he was playing well, what else MLB. Gonna he was playing well, okay MLB. I mean, everybody has epiphanies at different times. Yeah, Jason. Game, you know? So, <laughs> jeez. See now, what I do get is the, the one time I've read about like how I don't know if it was NASCAR or Formula One drivers actually playing whatever video game and going on the track, so they learn how to when to accelerate and when to decelerate and how to handle curves or whatever. That's the sort of thing that could translate over, but this, this I don't buy quite as much. Yeah, translates are in the headsets. All right, press X now. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know you gotta, I gotta get this turned at 120 miles Pull R2. Pull R2. Here's, my, here's my line or whatever. We're not playing Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, not learning NASCAR by playing Mario Turtle Kart. Turtle shell. Turtle shell. <laughs> <laughs> Although NASCAR would be a lot more entertaining if they did have shells. Yes, it would. Yeah. I'd watch. Yeah. I'd watch. Yeah. yeah. Let's go do games of the week and call it a day. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'll go first. It's pretty obvious where <laughs> mine's going to be. Resident Evil Village. That's my game of the week. Yes, I got it on the PS5 instead of PC because this is one I'm going to want to play when I'm not sitting at the computer, too, just chilling in the bedroom or on the couch or whatever. So Resident Evil Village, fantastic so far. I'm going to be streaming more of it, and I'll keep you up to date on if I enjoy it as much late game as I do right now that's my recommendation on to you jason so as i was watching that lost judgment trailer uh the, the game that popped in my mind was uh, detroit become human yeah but if you ever played that or if you haven't played it i guess i'll explain it. it's a little bit you control three different characters androids you'll take them through various scenarios and so forth and it has a say it has very good graphics it has a very good facial look because it like modeled them off the real actors and so on and a lot of some guys you might have heard of but yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Where you, not that's not as violent, not as action oriented. It does have some quick time events. So you have to make sure you don't, you know, get your androids killed or whatever and various things. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's got a great story and a lot of a lot of good like choices you make throughout that really impact the gameplay. Good recommendation. Go ahead, Yad. So originally I was going to do uh, Mass Effect since Legendary is coming out soon. But yeah, that's next we week. Did, next week. Yeah, we did the whole. Uh, Hall of Fame stuff, and I, I gotta say StarCraft 2. Because the continuation for the story of StarCraft was done really well. The graphics were done really well. The plays was okay, because it's a real-time strategy, so you can only do so much about uh, with that. I, I realized that the the tournament and stuff like that for that uh, for uh, StarCraft 2 doesn't have as big of a following as StarCraft 1 had, but the story they did for StarCraft 2 was amazing. Wow, that's a that's a heavy hitting lineup. Resident Evil Village, Detroit Become Human, and StarCraft Two. Good luck, 
chat, <laughs> letting us know which one of those three wins in the comments below. You could do that on YouTube, or you could do that over or, uh, right underneath the video on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Let us know who had the best recommendation. Chat, if you're live with us, don't go anywhere. After the show, we'll, as always, go dark for about 20 seconds to relabel everything. Then we'll be coming back up with Torchwick and Games Older Than Me. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I can't complain. I can't complain. So what is the game? You finished Metal Gear Solid last week on the PlayStation 1. I uh, I did finish Metal Gear Solid a little earlier than expected, so I had to make some quick decisions. And with Resident Evil 8, or sorry, Resident Evil Village just coming out, I uh, figured we may as well go back and play the original Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. RE1 on the PlayStation 1. Now, you're not Ooh, playing the wow. remake, right? You're going back and playing the R, you know, the original, the OG. Yeah. We're, I'm still not sure about if remakes should be allowed on the games older than I me. So I would say no, being, but that's, it's not my show. You get to make your own <laughs> rules. I put miscellaneous I mean, news at the beginning today, but it's my show. So, <laughs> Well, chat, I mean, hang, hang tight. Torchwick will be live with the original Resident Evil, kicking that off on games older than me right after the show. We will, of course, be back on Gaming Gumbo next Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Remember, next week, actually, uh, we might not have a show Gaming Gumbo next week. I got to talk to you guys. I get the second COVID shot Saturday morning. Ooh. So I think we may play it safe and just not schedule a show just okay. in case. I I'll don't anticipate. Mine Friday afternoon, so. <laughs> yeah, why don't we do that then? Okay, so no gaming gumbo next Saturday. Okay. Not that we anticipate anything, but, you know, just in case. Jason getting his Friday, me getting my, mine Saturday, Torchwick getting his Saturday. Uh, so no gaming gumbo next week. But what that does mean is next week we'll have – uh, snowbound still at on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And remember, the Relic Grind will not air Thursday. It will air Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we will actually host here on Ready Check Radio, but we will be live uh, on Mr. Happy's channel with a five-person spectacular for the keynote speech at FanFest. So look forward you, to that. You're not doing the dual stream? No, not doing a dual stream. He's he's the one streaming it. So no, we'll host it on Ready Check Radio. So Ready Check Radio will be live, uh, and you'll see it. Uh, you're all good. Uh, until then, Yad, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yad Artworks on Twitter. Yad Artworks on Facebook, and right here on Gaming Gumbo, but not next week. <laughs> but not next week, Mister Winter. Find me on Twitter at Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there on Twitter at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so we can tweet at you every time we go live. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.